Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What is going on, Charlotte Hornets fans? And thank you for tuning in to the Believe in Hornets podcast, a part of the Believe Podcast Network. I am your host, Darian Thomas. And then I got a special episode for you today. It could be a little confusing, but we'll get into that later. Um, I, two things I just really want to talk about. I just want to talk about how great this team has been defensively as of late. And then also I want to talk about just something that the Charlotte Hornets have been preaching this whole season. And now it's been now it's time to like put up and shut up for lack of a better word. And they're shutting up. They're not sticking to the word. So we'll talk about what that is later in the episode. But first, I just want to tell you that this podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. I'll have the code down in the description below. All I got to say is make sure that you bet responsibly. All right. So now. Let's just go ahead and get into the episode because I know that's what y'all like. Y'all like when I get straight into it. So that's what we're about to do. So like I said, the first thing I want to talk about is just how good this team has been defensively since all-star break. Well, technically since trade deadline. And the reason I say since trade deadline, because what happened at the trade deadline, the Charlotte Hornets traded Mason Plumlee to the Los Angeles Clippers and received a second round pick and uh, Reggie Jackson, who, you know, was waived and so on and so forth. But that opened up minutes for Mark Williams to start, which is something that the Charlotte Hornets fans, we all wanted that to happen so badly. And it finally did. And since February 10th, because the trade deadline was February 9th, but I just chose February 10th as the date because I couldn't remember if the Hornets played any games or anything like that. So we'll just do the day after just because the NBA was all wonky on the 9th. So the day after. The Charlotte Hornets, since February 10th, have the sixth best defensive rating in the NBA. In that time, they are 10 and 10, a 500 team. Now, I know, you know, a 500 team, what 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 could that even mean? You know, uh, especially for a team that's as bad as us right now. I mean, I know we've dealt with a lot of injury, but I mean, we knew this team wasn't that good. But what? If and I'm not saying Mark Williams would have been this from the get go, he definitely would not have been. But if you were to take this team right now, as is apparently based on how they've been playing and go through the whole season, I want to say that a 500 team in the East would get you in the play in. It would probably have you at the eighth spot. I'm looking right now. It would have you right above the Hawks. So the Hawks currently are 37 and 38. If the Hornets were, let's say, what how many games have we played? 75. So we'll drop it down to 74. That's what, 37 and 37. So more than likely, the Atlanta Hawks would be under us. They would be ninth and we would be eighth. I, I I would take that right now, especially considering that, you know, the Hornets lost Miles Bridges and then just everything that we thought this season was going to be a dumpster fire. And I, once again, I'm not saying that Mark Williams would have been this from the beginning and we missed the playoffs because Mason. No, I'm not saying all that. This is just hypothetically speaking, because it's just interesting to see that a 500 team, like I said, we've been 10 and 10 since February 10th. I mean, I, I'm just saying that I like the look of that. I like the look of, hey, Mark Williams is able to come in and help this team be a better defensive team because we know that his team severely struggled on defense with Mason Plumlee as a starting center, which that's not his role. That's not his position. That's not what he does. Now, 
Another thing to bring up, though, is that the team is, what, 29th in offense. So we're the 29th worst or yeah, 29th best, however you want to put it. We're one of the worst. We're what? Oh, we're almost basically next to last in offense. So it's definitely taking a turn, but that's the typical Steve Clifford team. I mean, also, you know, of course, LaMelo Ball has been out and things like that. So we know when LaMelo misses games that this team is not quite where exactly where you want them to be. But I'm not mad at it. Considering that this team, like I said, since February 10th is um, even 500 and has the sixth best defense. We're in the likes of the Chicago Bulls, uh, Boston Celtics, New Orleans Pelicans, Milwaukee Bucks and Los Angeles Lakers. And so that's good company. If you're asking me once again, I think that that's just Huge for this team. I think Steve Clifford has done a really good job of having guys buy in um, and then just committing to defense. I think that's something big. I think that's something that could really you see it. You see after games, everybody in the presser, everybody when they do their after the game interviews talk about how, you know, hey, we won this game because of defense or, you know, we need to do better on defense. They're, they're all talking about defense. And I think that is what led to the recent success of this team. Now, can you call going, what, 10 and 10 in the last 20 success considering the team uh, before that was, what, 14 and something? Or, yeah, they were like fifth. They were 15 and 41 before that. So can you call that success? I think so, because you're going into next season. This is the attitude. If you continue playing this way, this is the attitude you're going into next season with. And I don't see this team being much different between this year and next year. Now, normally that annoys me. Normally, I'm someone who if you feel like you have flaws on your team and you're not slowly rebuilding, like if you're not a team the Rockets are a bad example because they do need to shake things up just because of how the culture is going there. But like, if you're a team, like we'll just use the Pistons for an example, although they're trending in the right direction. So therefore they don't need to shake things up too much because they just need to let their guys develop. They don't have Kate Cunningham right now. So we need to see Kate Cunningham and Jay Nivey play together. And, and now you got James Wiseman along with Jalen Duran. So these are just things that when you have a team like that, you just, you're patient. With a team like the Hornets, it's we're in that weird position where we have players to where you would think that we could compete for a playoff spot. But at the same time, our bench, our young guys are so raw. It's it's just it's holding back the veterans. And I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm a, I'm a very you should play the young guys, let them grow, let them develop. But with Kelly Oubre, Gordon Hayward, Terry Rozier on the team is and then I mean you can really throw PJ into that conversation as well just because he's more than likely going to get paid because it seems like the Hornets are wanting to bring him back you would just want your team to be a little more competitive so we don't have that time so that's why I say I don't think this team would be much different from next year so it is very important now that if you're going to want this team to come out the gate playing hard basketball, playing playing very good defense, start that now in a season where – because they can do it now where they're playing for nothing. And I think Gordon Hayward mentioned that in the last game against the Dallas Mavericks saying that, hey, we came out with intensity. We have nothing to play for, and they're playing for a playoff spot. But we wanted to, you know, win this game. I think that that's just very important carrying into next season. I think, obviously, you're going to maybe add a rookie or two. I don't think there's going to be any free agents to add, so – Especially considering uh, Nick Richards just signed his new deal, three years, 15 million. So what, five million a year? 
I think that they're doing the work now, and that's just what's important for this team. I think if you continue doing the work, we'll see how they finish the season. I think tonight, I don't remember who they played tonight. So tonight, let's look. Let me look. This is bad podcasting, but I'm going to keep talking and look to see who they play tonight. Tonight, they played Oklahoma City Thunder. I remember that because uh, I saw something that said that Shea Gilders Alexander is out tonight. But anyway... I just hope that this team continues to play the way they're playing, and I hope they don't just revert back to their old ways. I hope this is the start of something new. I hope that it's something that can continue to grow with the team, with the coaching staff. That's something to monitor, however, because Steve Clifford, you know, it seems like he's finally getting these guys to buy in, but with the rumors of this team is going to be sold and then the rumors – well, it's not even rumors, but just with the team being sold, you know that a lot of owners like to clear house. So will Steve Clifford and, and you know, the coaches that be here next year? I have no idea, but it's, it's just going to be interesting to see. So my whole point is that I just hope that whatever Steve Clifford's doing, it sticks with these players, especially guys like Mark Williams, because he is the defensive anchor. So whatever Steve Clifford is telling him that's making Mark Williams, and I know a lot of this is the ability. Mark Williams just has a natural ability of being a really good rim protector. He was at Duke. Um, but whatever Steve Clifford's telling, I hope that sticks with the rookie, you know, Y'all hope that Mark Williams not brushing it off and just like, oh, look at it, listen to this old man, just tell me. No, I really hope that it's residing with uh Mark Williams and he's gonna carry with that him, carry that with him into the future, into next season, into many seasons from now. Because he really went from G League to a defensive anchor for a good defensive team, <laughs> you know? And a lot of teams are still playing for playoff spots. You can easily look at this and be like, oh, it's in the back half of the season. Everybody kind of knows where they're going to be at. But no, there's a lot of teams still playing for playoff spots. And so for the Hornets to be sixth over or sixth overall in defense, sixth best defense in the league, I think that just speaks volumes to how bought in these guys are and just how well I think Steve Clifford's message is getting to the team. I just... Like I said, I, I'm just really proud of the team, and I'm, I hope they really can carry it into next year. In saying that, however, this is my one gripe, and I know I just praised Steve Clifford, um, but this this is my gripe I have. The gripe I have is with the new recent news that the Charlotte Hornets from this point forward are going to have a center rotation. And so basically, if you didn't see the news, it just means that uh, one game is going to be Mark Williams and Nick Richards and Kai Jones is going to sit. The next game is going to be Nick Richards, Kai Jones, then Mark Williams and vice versa. They just going to they're just going to keep doing that and have a carousel of centers. Now, this is one thing is this is something that should have been done, done earlier in the season. There's no reason with seven, eight games left that we're doing this now. It just, it just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense because you have guys like you knew where you were at the beginning of the season. Now, I know the Hornets were actually pretty decent, like first five games. So that's whatever. But after 25, 30 games, once Mark Williams, you saw what Mark Williams was doing in the G League and you knew he could contribute right away in some capacity. This is when they started. This is when they should have started doing that. And I just don't get why. Now, Mason Plumlee was going to be the center regardless. He was going to be the starting center regardless. I'm not saying you take games to sit Mason Plumlee, especially considering that, you know, at the time, I'm assuming you're playing him to get his trade value up, which his trade value ended up really kind of being meaningless, to be honest. 
I, I thought I thought he was worth more. I he just I don't know. Maybe that was just the market for him. But I get that he was going to be the starting center, but you could have did that with the backup center at the time. You could have rotated Mark uh, Mark Williams, Kai Jones. Nick, you could have. Because right now I think they're trying to play Kai at the four, and it's just not working. It's not, it's not his thing. I think that Kai Jones is going to have to play with someone like JT Thor at the four, maybe PJ. PJ can kind of play small ball five, and Kai is more of like the offensive center, but on defense is PJ, and then Kai is kind of like the four. I don't know. I think that's something they're going to have to look into because you can't have guys like Mark Williams and Kai on the field at the same time. Um, you can't have guys like Mark Williams and or not Mark Williams, but you can't have Kai Jones and Nick Richards on the court at the same time. It, it's just not going to work out that way. So this center carousel thing is it just doesn't make sense just because I feel like it's a little, you know, a little too late for that. And I don't think it's going to hinder Mark Williams or Nick Richards or even Kai Jones progression. In fact, this if anything, it benefits Kai Jones the most because he's getting more minutes. The reason I don't like it is just because this team, Steve Clifford, Mitch Kupchak, whoever, preaches that if you play good basketball, you will be rewarded, essentially. That's not what they said exactly, but basically they're like, hey, we only play guys who play well and who play, you know, who play hard, who want to be out there on the court and show us what they can do. We've seen him. We've seen Steve Clifford bench some of the younger players because they're not playing well. Uh, James Booknight still hasn't recovered from his slow start to the season. And I mean, he looked pretty decent last game. And I'm interested to see what he does tonight. Um, but that's what the team has been preaching. The team has just been preaching you play well, you will find a spot on the court. We will find time for you to play. Mark Williams has been playing out of his mind. Like I said, he has led this team. He has helped lead this team because I think Dennis Smith Jr. also had a big part in this. Just Dennis Smith Jr. being one of the better perimeter defenders in the league all of a sudden. And we saw, I mean, you've seen flashes in his career that he can be a good defender, but I think he really bought into that uh, last year with the Trailblazers and then really, really uh, took took on that role this year with the Hornets. And to me, he has more value than like someone like Cody Martin because Cody Martin he was okay defender and he was probably our best defender, but it wasn't saying much. Dennis Smith Jr. is probably our best perimeter defender and that's saying a lot. And he just brings the intensity and brings other things like other intangibles with him that Cody Martin doesn't bring. So I think Dennis Smith Jr. is more valuable to the team, to the franchise than Cody Martin, but that's a topic for another day. Anyway, my point is Mark Williams has been a vital part of having the sixth best defensive rating in the NBA since February 10th. And he did miss some time because of a thumb injury, but now he's back and he's playing extremely well. And now you decide to do this center carousel thing with what seven games up. It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't because, because this whole time all you talked about was how important it is for guys to show effort and how important it was for guys to play very well in the minutes they have. And Mark Williams has done that. And now we're essentially benching him. And some people I've seen, some people say, well, you know, they don't want him to rely on too much on that thumb or anything like that. Well, if that's the case, just sit him out because we're not playing for anything. And if the thumb's really a concern, I'd much rather him just not play than to be a part of whatever they're doing right here, right now. It doesn't make any sense. Nick Richards is another one. 
It doesn't make sense. You just signed him to a deal. We've seen Nick Richards slowly grow over the years. And I feel like every little bit of playtime he can get, and same for Mark Williams, but we're just talking Nick Richards because he just got that new deal. Every bit of time he can get on the floor matters. And you doing this is just taking, you know, some reps from him. Now, like I said, it's only seven games worth or probably less than that technically, but seven games left. But it just doesn't make sense. It's just something that you really could have done a long time ago. I, I just feel like if you really this was a good idea. This it should have been done a couple weeks ago, maybe a month or two ago. There's no way now we're seven games left, and now you want to bench Mark Williams. You want to bench Nick Richards, who've been playing extremely well. If you want to see Kai Jones, I would have been way better off. You saying, "Hey, Nick, we'll we'll Nick Richards is probably the safer one to bench if Mark Williams' thumb injury isn't bad." So I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be mad if you were like, hey, you know, Nick Richards, we've seen what we needed to see from him. Obviously, we resigned him to a new deal. Uh, we're sitting him out for the rest of the season. We're putting in Kai Jones. We want to see what Kai Jones minutes looks like. That makes way more sense. That makes way more sense than the constant rotation of centers when there's barely any games left. So that and I don't know if that was a call from Steve Clifford. Obviously, he's the one to say that. He's the one to handle the rotations, but we know how this franchise works. Was that coming down from Mitch Kupchak or or Michael Jordan? Michael Jordan's been checked out, so it probably came from Mitch Kupchak if it did come from anybody. But if this is Steve Clifford's idea, this is – I mean, this proves my biggest gripe with Steve Clifford, and that is his minutes rotation. I cannot stand his rotations at all. They never make any sense to me. Um, I mean, we've seen Steve Clifford being the type of guy to take out the hot hand. We've seen Steve Clifford the type to not pull the guy early enough. We've seen, it's just his rotations just don't make any sense. And this is just adding to the mystery of what goes on with Steve Clifford and his rotations and his minute rotations. I think he's a good coach. I think he's a great defensive coach. I don't like what I see from him offensively because his sets are pretty simple. And then without LaMelo Ball, this team can't, just can't do anything. And I and it doesn't help that Steve Clifford doesn't have this, you know, never. It doesn't, need, need, it doesn't necessarily need to be never seen before, but he doesn't have this electric offensive identity to his game. Um, so it, it just doesn't help when you don't have that guy that's LaMelo Ball. It, it we see that without Lamella Ball, it's a lot of isolation and then just chuck up a shot. <laughs> it's going back to how I mean, I mean how the Hornets usually play because even Lamella they do it a lot, but it's even worse now. And I mean it's working because the defense is on point, but still you can't rely on that forever. I just don't get it. That is my gripe. It's just because you preach that if you play well, you work hard in practice. We will get you on the floor. Mark Williams has done that, played well in the game, played amazing during the games. And then now here we go with this center rotation idea. That's my thing. It's just that you're not sticking to what you say, but you stuck to what you said with James Booknight. When James Booknight wasn't playing well, you pulled him out. And then he never got a chance again until now. And that's what it's been like. I don't even know how many games since the last time James Booknight got significant minutes. So that I just don't agree with the lack of consistency across the board. That that's all I'm saying. If if James Booknight sucked this whole season and they never pulled him, and then they did this, it would make sense because you you said. I mean, it would make more sense because it's like you said that you reward players 
for playing well, and you're not doing that here. And if James Booknight sucked this whole season and you were still letting him play, then you were, once again, not rewarding guys who are playing well. Like, obviously, if James Booknight was playing, it would probably take a lot of minutes from Bryce McGowan's and so on and so forth. So I just don't I don't like the, cons- the consistency of what Steve Clifford says when it comes to minutes rotation. I know early in the season he was like, oh, I changed, you know, the rotation out every 20 games. And it's like, OK, that makes sense. You got to see what you have, especially first year coach with this team again. But whatever. I get it. And then it never really changed. You had Terry Rozier stinking it up for a little bit, still playing 40 minutes a game, it felt like. Kelly Oubre at times, 40 minutes a game. Gordon Hayward. It was just, there was a lot of time. Mason Plumley, like, I know he was playing very well at one point, but still, there was just a lot of times where everything they said at the beginning of the season, of the type of culture they wanted to bring, they went back on it. And that's what I don't like. And I think that's why you have culture issues. And I don't know where these decisions are coming from. I don't I can't. Steve Clifford is the face. And unfortunately for him, whether that's his idea or not, he has to be the one, you know, for me personally, I put my blame on just because I put my blame more so on Mitch Cupshed, Michael Jordan, all those guys, because they really want to talk to the press as opposed to Steve Clifford, who who is always the one talking to the press. So he takes the hit for that. But Overall, I just don't like the decision, and I think that is just my biggest gripe. It's just I don't like the consistency. If you're going to run this tight ship, because that basically they're just sounding like they want to be like the typical team, like, hey, you earn every minute, and like basically trying to be the San Antonio Spurs. If you want to be the San Antonio Spurs of old, then commit to that. Don't change it every so often or draw back on. Commit to it. And that's what I feel like the problem is. And I I wouldn't be surprised if players are confused. I wouldn't say angry or anything like that. But if I wouldn't be surprised if players were just confused of, hey, I'm if Mark Williams for some reason was like, hey, I don't know why I'm being rotated like this. And I, I don't think he will. I don't think he has a problem with it. And like I said, it's in the grand scheme of things, it's not that big of a deal. I just don't want this to continue because we've seen it in other areas you know, a dose of it in other areas. And that's just my point is that it seems like it's just a bigger issue. But I wouldn't be surprised if Mark Williams was like, hey, I don't understand why I'm being rotated. It doesn't make any sense. They told me if I play well, which I have been, I'll see more minutes on the floor. And now I'm being rotated out like a pitching rotation or something. So let me know what you think. Uh, in the comment section of wherever you listen to podcasts, I would like to hear other people's opinions. I'm, you know, like I said, I'm not really too upset about the center rotation. I'm just upset that it goes against everything they've said in the past. Even with even with James Borrego was here, that was something of, hey, you play you play well, you earn minutes. That's what they always said. And then because of Melo had to earn his starting position for whatever reason. It, it just doesn't make sense. They just pick and choose when they want to do it. And that's that's the part I don't like. But like I said, let me know what you think, because I'm really curious. Uh, go if you whatever for whatever reason, can't leave a comment on wherever you listen to podcasts, then go to my YouTube channel. Trust the buzz on YouTube um, and just leave a comment saying, hey, I heard your believe in Hornets podcast and. You know, this is what I think. I'll be glad to hear. I want to talk. You know, I want to interact. Also, follow me on Twitter. Actually, that would even be better because we can have that interaction there. So follow me on Twitter at TrustBuzz, T-R-U-Z-Z-B-U-Z-Z on Twitter. And we can talk about it there as well. And yeah, it's just it's just an interesting case. Like I said, as much as I'm proud of Steve Clifford, you know, rallying these guys together and having them buy in to play defense and they're just playing smarter on defense. I still don't like how he kind of handles 
the human resources part of being a basketball coach. That if that's for lack of a better term, I that's the part I do not like about him or the team in general. But that's a talk topic for another day, I guess. But anyway, thank you so much for listening. And um, I'll try to. I keep saying this, but I'll really try to get on the schedule. I'm thinking Tuesday, Thursdays, even though this episode is going to come out Wednesday. Um, but yeah, I think Tuesdays and Thursdays, I think I'll have the podcast episode up and we can go from there. And then if y'all want to listen to more, then I'll make sure I provide more, but just let me know what you want. That's all I'm here to do is provide you the best Charlotte Hornets coverage that I can and just, you know, help you, you know, help you get through your day, whatever that may be, whether you may be at work or at school or in class, it doesn't matter. Just let me know what I can do to help you. Um, and that does it for me and I'll see you guys next time. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.